0: This is episode 41 of the Brick and Data Podcast, a podcast dedicated to retail news, analytics, and tech. Coming up in this episode, it's a game of Pac Man for Amazon. Bot for not. Do I hear an echo? Echo? Weird news of the week. And more in this episode of Brick and Data. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Brick and Data Podcast. This is Todd Harris, and I'm joined by Jose. Jose oh, f- I'll do it again. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Brick and Data Podcast. This is Todd Harris, and I am joined as always by Jose Chan. Jose, how are you, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hi Todd. Hi, everyone. So, hey, with a new year, of course, one of the first things I saw when I resurfaced from my several days of slumber and ignoring the world, right? You sound maybe, like a bear, Todd. I, well, I, maybe I am. I don't look <laughs> like one though. No, you don't look like no, one. No, no, no. But I just... sometimes maybe act like one. Well, in that case, I mean, you know, you got to ignore what you do sometimes. Right. So you don't you can't sit there. You can't be obsessed like maybe some are over cryptocurrency right now. Right. You can't be obsessed right. and stare at the numbers all the time. So, you know, you, you step back a little bit. And one of the first things I saw when I woke back up is, hey, Amazon might buy someone else. And of course, that led the news, you know, outside of the numbers of, you know, retail numbers for, um, you know, for the holidays, which is sure, which is great. But whatever we, do that every year. But of course, Amazon, with their previous year of, of acquisitions and, and, well, major acquisition of Whole Foods, of course, uh, there's some thoughts on um, who they might pick up this year.
1: And it sounds like this year, m- the most recent, let's say, um, report that just came out is that they may acquire Target, which makes sense, but it's not the only or first claim. That's been made in terms of, uh, or speculated on is probably the better way to put it, yeah. on which retailer Amazon will acquire next.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, there's there it's it's open season for them, right? I mean, it's uh, this is prime hunting season for them, and um, they can piece piece by piece start buying these retailers with a, uh, you know, a large distribution model, which is probably one of their one of their main interests, right, across sure. different. Uh, different target markets or uh, perhaps target specialty I said target when we're talking about target that's awful. Um, <laughs> you know it just really depends on what 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 the synergy is between Amazon and Target in this case they obviously see something that we may not initially um, I don't know if it if it's the same level of a Whole Foods acquisition because a Whole Foods acquisition is in a complete different market for Amazon, right? So that was a little bit more shocking. If Target comes about, and it wouldn't be as much of a shock anymore because there's there's there are people out there, including, you know, these ventures Venture Fund folks and uh, analyst folks that are predicting now what Amazon will acquire next. Uh, I don't know if this one will be as big of a deal. Do you have any thoughts on that, Jose?
1: I think it would be a big deal, okay. actually. Uh, I mean, deal, let's talk about the numbers, right? So this piece of news... Comes uh, specifically from um, Loop Ventures um, co-founder Gene Munster, right? Yeah. And the valuation he believes um, would be for for this takeout valuation would be forty one billion, right? Or fifteen or fifteen percent premium on Target's current value, right? And that's that's what this would would be. Now, I mean, not a big number. Well, I wish I had a small slice of that. Um, but in real business terms, I mean it is a big deal because if nothing else they would es- essentially start going into the apparel sector and they would compete mostly now against Walmart it would be a direct let's say that's a good point gauntlet right
0: yeah no that's a really good point point. and uh, with we've we've talked a fair amount about Walmart's Strategies, of course, aligning with Google. Maybe we'll touch a little bit more on that later. Um, but it seems like, yes, in this case, Amazon has some ground to make up uh, in, in that world to maybe broaden their horizon outside of their yeah. own network, right?
1: Absolutely. And, and if you think of what they're doing, they're they're beefing up their private label. I mean, Amazon uh, on many fronts. So, I mean, they they have a lot of products other than apparel that are private label products. So this this would make a lot of sense, and I I would actually worry if this if I were a competitor uh, of Target's, yeah, right, uh, an acquisition by Amazon. Um, what about but, so? What about?
0: And, yeah, we've talked about it in the past. Where I don't know what this would mean, but what if Amazon would buy itself into fashion? Is that something they're interested in? You think, or you think that's uh... too niche for them?
1: I I think um, that's a really good question. I often think about that and I I don't have a clear, clear answer, but I think they know there's value and they're, as we know, constantly uh, iterating on ideas to try to hit on that home run, right? And they have failures. Uh, and you just need one home run out of the many to put you <laughs> in the game. But they have many games going on. So it's not like it's just one game. It's like many game, It's like having many baseball games going on simultaneously. Um, <laughs> right. And I, I think if they could make a go of it, they will. And if that happens to be a home run, great. But it's not like strategically. It's their only, um, let's say, view, if you will. Unlike other retailers that may be in apparel, and their strategic view is only apparel, and that's all they're going to do. Uh, the Amazon is much more nimble and is much wider in their scope of, let's say, industries that they're willing to venture into.
0: Yeah, foods, for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Food. And there's and there's speculation too. It's not just it's not just uh, uh, targeted. There's there's other potential retailers that Amazon may may gobble up you know, during, during their, during their stint as, as Pac-Man this year. And it really does seem like they're, they're just, they're just tearing around, gobbling up little dots. And, um, you know, the, the little ghosts in the game are, you know, players like Walmart and Google and stuff like that, that are trying to, trying to wreck their fun. But there's other targets like Abercrombie Fitch, Abercrombie and Fitch, Bed Bath & Beyond, Advanced Auto Parts. Those are some other targets that are apparently in the mix, according to, um, in this case, according to Citigroup Analyst Paul Lejuiz, Le- Lejuiz, Le-Juiz Le- what? L-E-J-U-E-Z. Le- L- how do you say that, Jose? Uh,
1: good question. Depends on how Paul likes to pronounce his last L. name.
0: Paul L. Paul, Paul L. 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 Paul L. I Paul L.
1: Wish- Mr. Paul L. Lejuiz. Lejuiz. <laughs> My, that's a guess. guess. It, again, it depends on how Paul <laughs> likes to pronounce his last name. Sorry, Paul, we're butchering <laughs> you right now.
0: Butchering. <laughs> Is destroying your last name, but yeah, his 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 list of targets are Abercrombie, Bed Bath, Advanced Auto Parts is interesting. That's that kind of weird, like out of left field, almost like a Whole Foods, um, total yeah. different uh, market, right?
1: Yeah, you're absolutely. That's their scope of industry, right? It, it it's a retailer, as we know, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't know which particular subset of retail they would be going after. Yeah, uh, for example, Tom Forte a DA Davidson analyst uh, speculated Lululemon Athletica to be attractive, uh, let's say, potential targets. Who knows? I mean, hard hard to say, Todd. Other than what we we know for sure, there will be another acquisition, and we do know that brick and mortar is still strong. Uh, It's evolving, but it is important. Because... Yeah, but can I just say
0: that before Amazon goes and requires someone else, can they get their Whole Foods acquisition straight? Because I went into Whole Foods this past weekend and I was in that, you know, that that aisle where they have all of the um, uh, the herbal stuff, you know? They have sure. like yeah. the vitamins and the herbal yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those things you can also buy on Amazon for the most part. And there's just one that I picked up and looked at. It was $34. I'm like, hey, let me just check Amazon, see if they sell it too. Amazon sells it. It was like 18. So I go to the register and I said, do you price match Amazon? And he looked at me like I was crazy. Like, (laughs) no, that I've heard of, you know, with with that little, you know, little attitude. (laughs) So they they don't even price match yet, which is bizarre to me. It doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't price match. I mean, even Best Buy figured that out as they were taking a, you know, a downhill spiral that they needed to start price matching to stay alive. And they're just kind of, it's almost like they're cannibalizing themselves in a weird way. But maybe well, not. Yeah. Whole
1: paycheck is alive and well then.
0: Whole paycheck. Right?
1: <laughs> but I agree with you. I mean, they, they are cannibalizing themselves to a certain extent. But maybe they want that separation of church and state, they may. and yeah. want to yeah. keep it keep it that way so that people don't uh, get confused, right? I think that's part of it. I, I think it's it, There's been a lot of change, uh, yeah. minimal, but it, there has been there. I've seen it changes. So, for example. Uh, they've had promotions that you never see before. I've never heard of Whole Foods really having promotions, but now you have a lower price uh, and it continues from the beginning, right? Like the bananas uh, are much cheaper than they used to be and they always run a special. Um, And then they have specials on other things like a normal supermarket. In addition, you have different products that they actually have in there, right? So I, I may have mentioned walking into a Supermarket and and finding light beer um, mm-hmm. from I think it might have been Miller Light, um, right? That's not something you would normally even think of.
0: No, um, but you know what they're what they're doing and what <clears throat> excuse me what Amazon is is the best at. And we all know this. We've hammered this home over the past you know, forty episodes. It seems like every episode is that they're the best at using their data. They use their data to a degree that none of uh, no no retailer really has at all, and hopefully they will this year. Hopefully this will be this year, this their year for that this year. But I think all these sales and the introduction of various uh, products in their stores that they didn't have before are a result, a direct result of them saying, "Hey, there's opportunity here for this, you know, and let's let's introduce this into this store." And they're they're very they're very sure of what they're doing in that case. It seems at least, but. You know, I mean, as far as my whining about the price matching thing, I think that's a whole other beast. That's that's like an infrastructure (laughs) situation, perhaps a point of sale situation, a process situation that they need to get under control because that could that could spiral out of control. And you think about the checkout process of a Whole Foods and people lining up, sitting there with 15 products. They're doing checks and, you know, showing their phones and saying, hey, can you can you price match this? No, I I could see why that doesn't happen, but it was annoying. Nonetheless, yeah, nonetheless.
1: And to your first point, right, about using their data, if you think uh, uh, about it, so let me be a little bit more specific. Where did I see the sale of uh, this light beer? I saw it in downtown Chicago. And from anecdotal data that we have, and I don't have any statistics to to back this, but we we do know that uh, like many other major U.S. cities, uh, downtown Chicago happens to be a sports town right? You you cannot walk, you're hard pressed to find a bar that you walk into and not find a TV screen, right? Um, And that it's usually on uh, some sort of sports game, whatever that may be, right? Um, Usually football in season, baseball in season. And given this, knowing that it's a strong, it would make sense, right? It just goes demographically with what you see. And this particular Whole Foods Happens to be in the heart of the city where you have a lot of um, not just locals, but people who are coming in uh, from other parts of the country in the Midwest, uh, where you'll see actually, it it makes sense. Like, as I think about this anecdotally, again, this is all um, just um, speculation Mm -hmm. because I don't have the data. It, It makes sense as to why they would put it in that particular store.
0: For sure. For sure. Well, let, let's move on to the next topic, and you know we can give the Amazon thing a rest for at least a few minutes here. Um, and and you know, we can give it a little break. Cause I think it's going to come up again, like it always does. You might as well just brand ourselves the Amazon Cast or something. Um, let's talk about bots because <clears throat> we've talked a lot about AI and machine learning, and uh, I think this next topic about bots is is pretty interesting because this is this is something that's been bubbling up, it seems, over oh, I don't know, the the past year or so, and it's it bubbled up in various. Sectors, meaning not just retail. So, in, from a marketing perspective, uh, there's there's been a fair amount of bot activity, meaning trying to initiate initiate levels of interest and conversations. Um, thinking about how how to answer mundane questions or questions that can be answered in a repetitive fashion. And um, and I think we've seen bots in the form of uh, you know in very in very simplistic forms. We've also seen it in very complex. Heavily AI-driven and machine learning forms, where the bots are backed by uh, lots of data and can nearly think like a human in a way. Maybe not have emotion, but they can they can bring results and detect what you're saying, uh, what you're asking in ways that we never saw before. So this is stuff we take for granted now. While we're doing Google searches, while we're you know asking a question on a on a uh, a manufacturer's website that makes I don't know a pair of headphones or a um, uh, you know we just bought. We just bought a a, a new a new pair of shoes from Zappos, and we have a question about something related to the return process. We enter that in the bot, and the bot gives us exact instructions on what we need to do based on what we're asking. So things like that are nice, but they're getting even smarter, Jose. Right? Like they're becoming more they're becoming more human, interacting with us in ways that we would desire a human interaction to be, without any snark or without any rudeness, without any maybe spelling errors or uh, maybe speaking to a customer support agent in a country where we can't understand what they're saying anyway over the phone. So what do you think is going on here with this and is this really the year of AI-enabled bots? That's I I guess the bigger question, right?
1: Yeah, I I think we're we're in in an evolutionary stage, right? And to your point is bots could respond immediately and they're also consistent, right? Humans, as human beings, we know we're not always consistent. Uh, even if we're trained a certain way, there there isn't consistency. No. That, yeah. that could be, be the beauty it, of it.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly, which could be a beauty. Uh, a, 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 it has its own beauty. But then I think it is the beginning of, of a new way of interacting, right? Because what can bots do? Uh, immediate, consistent. Uh, they could give you a much richer, as you said, uh, guided user interaction for certain things. But again... I'll have to, let's say, couch that with we're still in the early days. And I think what we're really seeing is the evolution of that in the early days. And it's going to be much more prevalent going forward as more companies adopt bots.
0: Yeah. What's really interesting is that this is being used not just from a, a pure front end bot perspective, which is one angle here, I think. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're talking about in this article we found on this, um, we'll link this from Wired, about Facebook Messenger and how um, you know, people are exchanging on Facebook Messenger, using that as your day to day communications platform, as are many, many uh, companies and retailers. <clears throat> and another way to think about it is AI machine learning from a bot perspective, driving the back end, meaning that if a human is if a human is on one end of the chat interface, whatever they're using, doesn't matter if it's Facebook Messenger or Skype or their own built built in chat platform. But some kind of way that that person who's responsible for taking care of this customer on the other end can understand better what that customer is feeling and what their stress level is or what their um, what their intentions are without wondering. You know what I mean? Because like you're saying, as humans, we don't all have that ability to be as insightful to other people. Um, And many, many of us don't have any of that ability to be able to be insightful, to understand what someone is feeling because we just don't know. We're not in front of them. We can't see their reactions. We can't see their face. And in most cases, in a customer support situation for a retailer, there is none of that happening except maybe some fiery exchange, right? So an example is that when I was, um, I got my Google Pixel earlier this year, the Google Pixel 2, and I was having some issues with it and <clears throat> built in as a support inside of the the device. So literally you're in there and you're typing um, with the agent and, um, and there was a back and forth and I'm just getting frustrated about it and he or she was being very calm, obviously, you know fixing things straight up and, and and directing me where to go with things no questions about it I'm assuming they just knew what they were doing but there's another angle here of having this other I saw this product so I'm getting what I'm getting to here is that I saw this product at a show uh, a couple months ago or a month ago this company and I can't remember the name of it but what they do is they provide retailers with uh, or they provide any company with more insight into the the emotion emotional status of the person you're trying to support like are they angry are they happy are they frustrated are they sad um, based on you know the way that they're combining their words and the punctuation they're using, and you know the words that they're choosing, and these this AI machine learning that's driving that has more has has a greater ability to detect those things than any human does. That kind of blew my mind. I thought it was interesting.
1: No, it's fascinating because what you're describing is really uh, personalization in another form, right? Oh, yeah. Because if you think personalization. It, what, it's, what you're really doing is you're taking cues or crumbs, stitching them together in order to come up with, and I'm specifically just so everyone's on the same page with me, talking about personalization on a website, right? Uh, they'll stitch together crumbs and give you recommendations that you might um, like to purchase. <clears throat> yep. um, frequently bought together, previously viewed together, And hopefully it's spot on and it's gotten good over the years, right? So to your point, Todd, this type of technology can now be applied in other ways uh, and in other interactions with human beings uh, on the website, which is good because as you said, uh, there are different stages right now. Some are very primitive in the way that they're applied, which actually (laughs) makes you angry and you'd rather talk to a human being Uh, in other ways. Not so much because your experience is pretty seamless. Um, but let's look at the other side. What, what does it really do? What, what are we really talking about? In a way, what we're really talking about, Todd, is automation. Right. Right? What happens to those human beings that had those jobs in a way?
0: It is automation in a way, but I would also say that it's not in this case. You know, There's elements of this that are guiding that balance of machine and human. And, and, and the company, and I want to just interject quickly because the company that I was speaking about, I just found them. Um, it's Cogito. I think it's how you say it. C-O-G-I-T-O. Okay. I think that's what it is. Cogitocorp.com. Look them up if you are, uh, interested in anything that like that as a retailer. When I was there at the show, they, you know, they're giving quick demos and it looks really interesting. I mean, essentially it's a dashboard and it gives you guidance, meaning, um, it, it detects those signals that are being sent to you by that person you're speaking to. And it helps that human on the other side understand you know if they need more empathy or if they need or if they're being quiet or if they, if their energy level is low or you know what i mean those types of things and it gives i think sure. that agent that support person who's trying to improve that customer experience for that re, for that uh, customer um, it helps them understand and that's that's just really interesting when it comes to the technology that's being used to support these uh these conversations
1: which is good right because if you have a customer service rep i think there are certain things that they can do, certain things they can't do, right? It's right. kind of what we've alluded to uh, in the past about where would a robot uh, take the place of a sales associate in a store, right? For things that are automated, so if you get the same question over and over, a bot would be quite useful for the routine, mundane Uh, questions that you get all the time, right? Whereas if you need a deeper level of service, that's perhaps where you would have a human being interject. Or perhaps, depending on the type of company you are, you just have the human being as a a sense of, as a point of differentiation, but that human being, as you just pointed out, could be uh, aided by technology in order to give the person on the other line or the other side another, let's say a better customer experience overall.
0: Exactly. And that I think that's that's the goal, right? That is the end goal for using, in this case, for using AI and machine learning, and maybe in general I mean, for AI and machine learning. It's just that better experience, whatever it is.
1: It, it should be a better experience, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're really, I, I think, overall, um, as consumers, looking to get is that good experience. Yeah. Nobody ever walks into a uh, a situation where you have to either because it's a replacement or because perhaps it's something you just want to purchase Or walk into a store or an online environment and say uh, I want to walk out of here with a bad experience
0: Yep Fair enough no one wants that no one wants that <laughs> Hey so Jose do you have a, an Echo or a Google Home in your house or neither that's fine too. Neither I won't judge Neither oh, No no Jesus, neither I'm judging right
1: Yeah, I know you're judging, but I I specifically have done it for a reason. (laughs) We're very – so um, my wife is uh, very much on the cutting edge of tech. Yeah. uh, More so than I am, I will Mm. admit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a late adopter, but I'll adopt after she adopts. But uh, there's something that just holds us back from doing it in terms of giving away too much info.
0: That's fine. I get that. Privacy thing is a huge factor. I think a lot of people that use these don't know. Don't know. But hey, let's get to the point of what we're going to talk about here is Amazon Echo versus Google Home. So this, I think, 2017 has been that year where the Amazon Echo really got its its foothold through, you know, whether you can say it's through the promotion, you know, just given that they're yeah put they're putting it out all over whole foods honestly there's a there's a there's a vat of them in whole foods now it was really ridiculous it was like okay hey they have this this stand next to again next to that vitamin area that i was in and there's vitamins 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 and like toothpaste and weird organic stuff and then say, hey look there's echoes and stuff in there you can buy an echo when you're done buying your toothpaste so they have that there and there's also you know their evolution of these echoes meaning they keep Uh, They keep bringing out various versions of it. The one that's a little more visual, Um, uh, you know, of course, they've got their smaller versions of the Echo. They're they're establishing relationships with some other, quote unquote, dumb speaker systems like with Sonos, right? (laughs) So there's that. They've been doing great in 2017, but you can't ignore Google because Google has been taking a little bit slightly different route, which is which is the point of this for this podcast because Google seems to be taking a little bit more of a retail (laughs) shopping route, which could change the game in terms of using these devices to buy things if you don't want to buy it just from Amazon, which, I mean, I buy most of my stuff from from Amazon, so I I don't know. But anyway. uh, I won't judge, I won't judge. Yeah, you (laughs) know, but the the irony of that situation is that I am a Google guy. Like, I, I don't have, I mean, there's a couple Echo Puck things or whatever they are, the little guys in the house somewhere, but they're not used really for too, too much. I think they're in, they're in the kids' rooms. And, uh, but the Google, the Google home, um, I don't have a Google home. I think I have a mini because it came with my phone or something like that. But inside, of course, every, every Google phone has AI driven and you can treat it like one of those anyway. But point is, is that Google has set these partnerships with Walmart, Home Depot, eBay, among others, and essentially, that's giving the Google Home a little bit more spread as a retail shopping tool. And I think that's the point of this, is that we've seen this this launch of Amazon Echo, and it's in everybody's home now. But, you know, with that, I mean, you can buy things, of course, but it's just on just on Amazon. And Amazon owns this the smart speaker market. There's no doubt about it. So I guess the big question is, will they continue that run in 2018, or will Google you know, with with the partnerships, take over from a retail shopping perspective.
1: Maybe, maybe not. I mean, if you think of, it could go two ways, right? So, yeah. if you think about what you're you've just said, um, it, Amazon is at this point in time, as we we speak, clearly the market leader in, in this uh, industry segment, right? So they have, uh, roughly. Um, a little bit under 75% of the market uh, overall. Uh, Then then Google has a smaller share, and then there are others, right? So because Amazon is everywhere, as we said earlier, they have a pretty good installed base. They have the Prime subscribers. They have anyone who uses Amazon that is not a Prime subscriber, etc. So they have a lot of people using this. So it's closed to a certain extent, right? Because if you think of what they're doing on Echo as well, they're promoting a lot of their own private label products. Because if you ask for a product, often, mm-hmm. more often than not, they'll probably show you what they want to, or give you yeah. whatever they want to, right? right. So the, the meta point here is, so where am I getting at? The point is, if uh, they continue to be the market leader as they are right now, this is going to be great for them. It's kind of like Apple, right, which has a closed system and is the market leader uh, in terms of many of, of the areas, iPhones, etc. Now, if they're to lose this market dominance, then I think this would open up the door, which is what Google's hoping for. And perhaps Apple, right, getting into the game, um, is hoping Google, going back to this, with Walmart, Home Depot, and eBay, right, is to kind of like challenge this this dominant position, and if they could do it in other ways beyond Amazon and they could become the market leaders, then it'll be interesting.
0: Right. So, yeah, exactly. So it's going to be more interesting this year. The point is uh, more interesting this year than last year because of, uh, you know, Google establishing these partnerships with other retailers so they can just go around. But the thing is, they're on a – I mean – it's a bit of a race, right? So I can't imagine that at Amazon and at Google, they both got the, they both have these strategy teams that are sitting there thinking about, hmm, okay, Google, Google's sitting there. Who can we partner with? Who can we, who who can be our next Walmart, right? Um, Who, who can we make a unique, you know, a unique relationship with so that people, uh, people with Google Home devices can more easily purchase from a certain retailer, um. And Amazon's thinking the same way, but maybe in the case of who are they going to gobble up next? So if they Mm -hmm. go off and they gobble up Lululemon, then there goes that relationship for Google. So you got to wonder if Amazon and Google are just going to be out there forging these relationships or gobbling people up in a race to make their devices even more useful. Because that, you know, the voice driven commerce or whatever you want to call it is, is potentially the, that, that, that next thing, you know, right now it's mobile right? Yeah. Mobile is driving everything. So this could be that sure. next thing that drives that next spike of demand for retail. And they both kind of know this. That's where the money is for them. And, and you know, yes. and Apple, you mentioned Apple and man, I don't know. They're just, I don't know what they're doing with Siri and how they're, uh, what their plan is. I don't think they care really as much. It seems, it seems like they're focused mm. on different things. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. They've got their smart speaker coming out, but
1: yeah, I think I think they, it depends on what the strategic, um, let's say, pushes for them. I, I yeah. think they care. But again, it depends on their strategy. Uh, but ultimately, what we're really talking about, Todd, is the VUI market, uh, the voice user interface market. And I think, as you point out, Siri, other things, It's not. I don't think it's just going to be Google and Amazon. I think that this is the next big frontier right now uh, with convenience. If you think about the way that we're living, the busy lives that we lead, Um, We've gotten away from physical computers to a certain extent, unless we have to, right? So desktops have gone, I mean they're disappearing, I mean they're around, but it's not like we use them that often. The next phase was laptops, and to your point, essentially the laptop, mobile, I mean people shop because we're a retail show, I mean, let's think about this, people are now shopping more on mobile, and we saw the big turning point last year, and mobile drove it to your point, rightfully so. Uh, this holiday season and that that's the big story. I think the next frontier is this user it, it, It's whatever easy for the consumer voice Voice is the next frontier. I think and that, that's really what everyone's fighting. I think for. it's smart
0: enough Yeah, I, I think it's a little annoying right now because it's not smart enough <clears throat> <in> my <laughs> opinion. Because I mean it's a lot of confirmation needed to get something done over voice It really is like there's a lot of kind of oh, did you mean this? Okay, we're gonna do this. Is that okay? meanwhile pick out your, you know, pull out your device and a couple of clicks and you're done type thing. So I think it has a little bit of of ways to go, but this could be that the year that it becomes a bit smarter and a bit more like we talked about before with the bots, a bit more human.
1: Yeah, no, 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 I'm with you. I think what we are in, it's kind of like this. We're in the days, I'm not sure if if you remember, you you probably remember, but maybe a lot of our listeners won't remember the early days of the internet where you actually had to, to use uh, Netscape, or, or something else to connect uh, online to your Netscape. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <I> <laughs> exactly. Anyone that's yeah. listening right now, their minds just melted hearing like, that word. That? Yeah,
1: but that's how it started, right? It was very primitive. You think of it now, it's like what you actually had to put a cable into your desktop to actually connect into the internet when it was called the World Wide Web. <laughs>
0: right, right. I know it's now, amazing how, how times have changed, but but
1: I think that's where we are with uh, VUI. Yeah. Uh, and it's just going to get more sophisticated.
0: Agreed. So, hey, can we talk about some weird news now that we're done being all serious and stuff? So <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we have weird news of the week. This is our segment where we bring out the weirdest stuff of of the week. Yeah. And uh, in this <laughs> this weird news of the week, maybe it's over two weeks since we got lazy over the holidays. But whatever. We deserve to be lazy. And you were off in, I don't know where you were, you said uh, but some, some, somewhere, in, not in the US, but Anyway, <laughs> I was almost going to do this solo without you, Jose, and I don't think I could do it. I, you know, I sat here and I was like, I can't do it without Jose. So I didn't.
1: I would have cried wherever I was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the weird news of the week, Apple. Apple has to reprogram their roof. So Jose, part of your your your, your location of existence is Chicago. So um, maybe you want to take this one, but this, they, they've, hey, they got to reprogram their roof, right?
1: I'll start it off. I mean, it's crazy because it was a big deal for Apple overall. Uh, they opened one of their new store. Well, it's the flagship of the new types of stores that they're opening in Chicago's waterfront this year. Gorgeous location, but it has a big problem that you alluded to, right? December as we know, what are we in the bomb cyclone epoch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where icicles hang off of roofs and Chicago is cold, but it, it's been the last two weeks is have been exceptionally cold, below zero temperatures, Fahrenheit. uh, And they've had to close their courtyard for safety reasons, right? And I'll I'll let you take it from there.
0: Yeah, so they've got this nice-looking roof. It's a beautifully curved roof, and we're going to have a picture of it in our show notes. But there's a big problem with it in in that when it does snow or it does get cold and then things freeze, it's prone for icicles. And you can't have icicles hanging off the edge of your beautiful store, potentially stabbing your customers in the back of the neck. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on so, <and> the
1: head, <laughs> right, or hitting you on the head, I mean, it,
0: right? So, but anyway. apparently they were smart enough to, you know, set a warming system into it, but it clearly needs some fine tuning, and it quote unquote got reprogrammed already. So their temporary problem, which they're calling it, of having icicles potentially killing their customers, uh, was reprogrammed today, so it should be better. So that that's 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 weird, anyway.
1: And I've been in that situation. Uh, I'm not sure if you have or any of our listeners have, but. I've been in a situation in New York City where I was walking down, much like this winter, it was like a yes. heavy snowfall, things froze, and from the top of a building, as it started to get warmer, a piece of ice just melted off and went like, missed me by a millimeter. Had it hit my head, I don't think we would be doing this podcast. Oh man, Jose. We probably would have never met. Oh, boy, Oh
0: boy. <laughs> oh, it's creepy. This is like Black Mirror kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of things we've talked about today is a little bit like Black
0: Mirror. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, we're both tearing through that right now in our in our own in our own speeds. Um speaking of Black Mirror, I know it has nothing to do with this, but I've been going through I think The Verge or someone like that has a list of 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 the top 20 episodes or whatever, top episodes from best to worst or worst to best. No, best to worst. And I'm watching them that way. And uh it's a good way to watch it, so totally off topic. If anyone's watching Black Mirror.
1: I'm watching, and I'm yeah. sure other listeners are watching. So they are.
0: Not the we They are. Well, hey, that's a show. Um, always capping it off with the weird news of the week. At least that's what we're doing now. If you like that, let us know. If you hate it, let us know, too. If it's just dumb, let us know. Um, and maybe we'll care enough to listen. I'm kidding. Of course we care to listen. Uh, but thank you, for every, everyone, for listening. If you have questions, comments, any feedback, email us at BrickDataCast at gmail.com. You can find us also on Twitter, at BrickDataCast, where we're sometimes throwing out our opinions or thoughts on some random things out there including news and uh, and uh, of course episodes you can find on there too we're always letting you know about those and if you want to subscribe find us on iTunes Google Play and Stitcher I highly recommend that and of course any of your, your favorite podcast apps if there's an app that we're not listed on just let us know but all those guys overcast downcast they should have us if they don't let us know but until next time take care everyone and thanks Jose we'll see you man
1: thanks Todd bye everyone